Project Kayfabe. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. As always, I am your host, Joe, and welcome to episode 32. We're talking about wrestling today. We're going to make this intro short and sweet to the point. We're talking wrestling. I got my boy Quade, of course, and we're going to talk about Kenny Omega showing up in Impact. And what did that mean? And what did that make me think about Impact? Because I have to watch an entire episode. Uh, on top of that, we're talking about the wrestling news that's happened throughout the last week. There's been a lot of interesting stuff going on, talking about underutilized wrestlers and whatnot. And then we're going to do a TLC preview, talking about what we think is going to happen. So I hope you guys like this episode. Hope you're ready for it. As always, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Thank you so much for being awesome. And check it out. All right, boys and girls, here we are again with another wrestling episode. We got the boy Quade here. How you doing, Quade? Doing pretty good, you know, just chilling. Nothing much going on. How about you? Not much. Yes, I guess same old, same old. The holidays are coming up. Are you ready for Christmas? Yeah, man. Uh... It's a weird Christmas this year, but you know, I'm always happy for the holidays. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like people are, I don't know, like the holidays should be something you should be excited for at times, but it's not going to carry the same weight as it used to because just everything that's going on. But maybe it might, you know, fill in some gaps in some people's lives because of everything that's gone, has happened. But then also it might like, it's a weird time to have like a holiday like Christmas coming up because it could be good for a lot of people. And then also a lot of people are probably not in the mood for it. Right, yeah, this is one of those, you know, one of those mixed bags feelings. Yeah, that's how, that's how I feel, you know, it's just like, it's up in the air for me, it's, it is what it is at this point. 2020 mm-hmm. has already done what it's going to do, and hopefully 2021 means, you know, better and brighter things. Hopefully. And hopefully that means better and brighter things for wrestling. Um, let, let's talk about some wrestling news. I, I, I was looking through uh, some uh, ringside news shit before we started this pod, just so I could look and see uh, what's going on in the world of pro wrestling today. And some of these things were pretty interesting. And some of these were like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't give a shit. Like this, this first <laughs> one. So according to PW Insider, the angle that just is recently going on with uh, Retribution and Ricochet is going to be apparently one for, it's going to be happening for a couple of weeks. So... I was, like, casually watching Raw this past uh, Monday. And actually, this was one of their lowest views in a long time. Well, not in a long time, but, like, in, it's pretty low for them. Like, apparently in the demo, you know, the demo is a big thing. AEW's episode last week beat a, uh, WWE Raw in, like, every time. Every time when it came to the demo, AEW did better, which is kind of cool. Um, but anyway, on that shitty episode that I barely watched, I did see that Retribution had some shit going on with Ricochet, and apparently they're trying to get Ricochet to join Retribution, and I don't know, it just seems like a bunch of boo-hickey, like, I don't give a crap about, like, it's sad because I like Ricochet, but honestly, he has no real direction, like, the best thing that ever really happened to him is he had the North American title NXT, he did well in NXT, they bring it up to the main roster, he fucking jobs to Brock Lesnar at Saudi Arabia, I'm pretty sure, and... I don't know. I can't think of any notable things to talk about besides the fact that this dude's just been put in storyline after storyline that's not really much of anything or builds a character for who Ricochet is besides that he does flips and shit. 
And um, now we're at, you know, the Hurt Business tried to get him to join, and, you know, he fought the Hurt Business, and Cedric joined, and now Retribution's trying to get him to join. And I don't really care. I, I, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I could really care less about Ricochet, Retribution. You know, WWE has done nothing for them to make me really care. And that's a shame. Yeah, Retribution is such a boring storyline. I, I mean, I, no, I'll give him this. The, the, I was happy that Dio Madden got a win. Overall, because I, I I like Dio, man. He, he has a good look. Um, the fact that he won was pretty cool. But man, between Ricochet, Ali, the whole group, this is just like a dead storyline at this point. I don't even know why it's. Continue. This, I think this is hurting Ali more than it's helping him. And for Ricochet, he, he, this dude just needs to leave. <laughs> Quite honestly, he doesn't need to be in the anymore. It's not helping him in any shape or form. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like for Ali, he wasn't really doing much of anything beforehand. And now having him in this storyline, like, I still don't think it's doing anything that makes me care about him. You know, now I just know how to pronounce his name better. It's Mustafa Ali rather than Musafa Ali that everyone kept saying. So that's the only biggest thing that this storyline, that this whole, like, angle of retribution did for me, for him. And on top of that, I mean, yeah, Ricochet, he'd be better off somewhere else. And I'm not saying he should go to AEW, but, you know, he could probably have some cool shit on Impact. I mean, watching Impact more, I I imagine he'd do well there. Have a cool indie scene for him again. I mean, he'd probably do pretty well, and I know it's not the same money as WWE, but he could probably get as close as he could, and it's better than what he's doing now, because it's just, like, he's very... It's funny, because he's such an entertaining person to watch in the ring, but I just get bored knowing that he's on TV nowadays, because it's nothing that really makes me want to be excited for him he's not hunting for a mid-card title he's probably not going to fight for a main title for quite some time so what do you do with ricochet i don't see anything else than dropping him back in nxt and that's the only thing that could save someone like him putting him to nxt uh i don't know like even save him at this point because the thing about ricochet that i don't like is not even his like he has good in-ring skills i'll give him that but he, he he's horrible on the mic like he's not interesting He's not an interesting person enough to fit in WWE's world of wrestling. Like, not even any, I don't think he could even fit in NXT at this point. I feel like something like when he was like in Lucha Underground fight, that was good for him. But I feel like yeah. WWE's land is just not, some people just don't mesh with it. And I, I feel he's just one of those guys who just doesn't really mesh with their formula. Yeah. How cool would it be if Lucha Underground was still a thing? That's something I've always, like, I've been so sad that it's never continued i still have some that i need to watch what's actually cool is you could watch all of lucha underground originally they put it on netflix but now it's Mm. on that uh that service tubi which i think it's owned by like fox or some shit like that it's a free service and you could watch all of lucha underground on there for free um so that's something i plan to do at some point just to rewatch all that and watch the stuff i missed because it was pretty cool i remember watching the first season of lucha underground i just thought it was so different because you could tell they're trying to you know they're not hiding the fact that this is like entertainment they have you they have stupid storylines going on they got like they got acting like actual it feels <laughs> like there's some type of real acting going on in the air and crap like that and it was it wasn't it's not like I would say when Impact does it, because Impact's acting is pretty bad, but, like, this was pretty, like, you know, they, they knew what they were doing, and it had a real production to it. And just the wrestling on top of that was wild. If you watch, like, compilations of, like, some crazy, like, Lucha Underground stuff, it's so dope. It made me want to get into more, like, AAA and stuff like that, or CML, um, because of all the cool shit that they brought, like, 
lucha more mainstream again into professional wrestling that would be cool just to have that back honestly and prince puma was that was pretty good for him i mean he had the main title for quite some time and he had like cool matches against like john morrison and shit like that yeah man looking the ground i didn't watch too much of it but i saw one match i was recommended a match from a friend i think it was eo and maybe Kyrie Sane, but I know Eo's definitely in the match. Eo like was Bros. there for a bit, yeah. Yeah, it was like Kervis and Lucha Bros or Pentagon at least. That and I saw that match. That match was that match was freaking crazy. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing. And that's that's the thing that's cool about it. There's a lot of like stars we know now that went to Lucha Underground for a bit. Like Brian Cage was obviously there. Willie Mack. Um, who else can I think of? John Morrison, Ricochet, Eo. Pentagon, Sunny Kiss. There was just so many people over there that are doing things now, and if it's like a shame that for some reason Lucha Underground never continued. I don't know why it didn't get picked up by. I guess well, the network was a very random one for me. El Ray, like they could have just. True. I felt like you know I don't know if El Ray is owned by any big Spanish network, but someone like Telemundo or like Univision, like the Spanish networks. I'm surprised they didn't even try to pick it up because like I know they have like Spanish wrestling on theirs. Um, on their station sometimes it's mostly like AAA or CML sometimes once in a while but that would have been cool I mean just the aspect because it, it kind of felt like a novella in a way too like a Spanish soap opera the way they did it and uh, the production was so fucking cool and they, and they had one of the best like commentary teams in a while because I liked seeing Matt Stryker on commentary and Va- Vampiro he was someone I never knew did commentary before and that was pretty decent for him especially when he got into the ring I think once at uh, during Lucha Underground yeah, I never even heard of El Rey <laughs> until I looked on the ground. So yeah, that's, that's, I wonder why they didn't put a bigger network. Probably would help them out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Spike TV? Was Spike TV? No, Spike TV's gone, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's why Impact's no longer on there. Yeah. But, like, that could have been cool for Spike. Or even, like, something like maybe the new G4 would be cool to pick it mm-hmm. up or something like that. I don't know what the, G, the new G4 is going to have. I hope they bring back. I haven't re- read much into it, but hopefully they get, like, Attack of the Shows again, X-Play, but, like, you know, they had some cool stuff on there, so that would be interesting to throw that on there. Um, but yeah, so poor Ricochet, poor Retribution. It's it's a it's a heap of garbage at this point. <laughs> um, what other shit they got going on? Uh, according to WrestleVotes, WWE writers were recently asked who in the company is they're not, they're not utilizing enough, and basically WWE wanted to know which superstars would shine if you put them in the proper situation. And apparently the list that got put together, and like the names here all kind of make sense. Like these are all people that don't really get used enough that should be, or at least get put into, like, like it's saying, if you shine a better light onto them and put them in a better situation, they'll do really well. So the people on here that I saw, Cesaro, makes fucking sense. He's been like in 50 different tag teams already. Mm-hmm. Angel Garza, who he could be something. He could be like your you know, next Eddie in a way, the way they like even have him like kind of flirting with the women and stuff like that. Um, Chad Gable, phenomenal wrestler. His, when he was with American Alpha, that was, that was dope for him. I wish that continued. I wish like, unfortunately, um, oh shit, now I'm forgetting his name. Who was the person he had with him? Kurt's son. Uh, Kurt Angle's Jason son? Jason, uh, <laughs> huh? Jason, Jason Jordan, right? saying that's Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan, know. that does not sound right. Can you Google that real quick? <laughs> Who is Kurt Angle's Jason Jordan. Was it Jason Jordan? That just sounds like there's two first see. names. 
Oh yeah, what's Jason Jordan? That's a weird name. <laughs> it just sounds weird nowadays to think about it. Jason it does, Jordan. Yeah. Well, and that was also weird. Jason Jordan, the way they tried to push him when they tried to make American Alpha go single, like and do their own independent thing, that was weird too. Like, and unfortunately, he hurt his neck, and who knows if he'll ever get to wrestle again. I hear he's like doing, he's like doing backstage stuff right now. But Chad Gable, if you put him in the right light, can be awesome. He can carry like a mid card division really well. Or they could even use like you know that little man story angle that they love to do, like with Ray, for example. He could be someone who I. You know, somehow that he wins the fucking like world title out of nowhere. No one fucking thought it because he's a fucking little man, but he could fucking wrestle. Um, and then they also put on this list apparently Carmella and Peyton Royce. Um, I 100% agree on Peyton Royce. I've always digged Peyton Royce. I've liked her style. She was cool when it was on the Iconics, and now like they put her with, um, oh, well, they put her with. Uh, wow, I'm forgetting another name. There's so many damn wrestlers. Uh... What's her name now? Holy shit! Another this is an episode where I just can't remember names. Who the blonde girl? Lacey Evans. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Lacey Evans. So they got her with Lacey Evans, and I like Lacey Evans. Someone who I thought should have already been women's champion at some point, but they for some reason are dropping the ball on that. But Peyton Royce could be probably doing something more if they try and work on her or give her an actual character besides this kind of like what she was with the Iconics, which was like mean Mean Girls essentially, um, and Carmella. I kind of like what they're doing with Carmella right now. The, they repackaged her to kind of be like, you know, I'm just going to be all about me now. And, you know, she had that match against Sasha Banks on Friday um, that I thought would have been pretty good. You know, instead they decided to, you know, go with the DQ finish and fuck shit up. And I believe they're going to face each other still this Sunday at TLC. But I think all these people on here, if they actually tried, can do something. All of these people can have titles. All of these people can be relevant and make it interesting to watch. Because at least, like, Cesaro, Chad Gable, Carmella, they're all on SmackDown. And I like SmackDown more than I like Raw, where all the other guys are on. Um, all the people on there are. Which was only just two, and it was Angel Garza and, and uh, Peyton Royce. But, like, SmackDown, like, they could do something real well with them because they, they have a good show currently. And then Raw, which I feel is suffering, especially with their three-hour time slot, I feel like they could... With that much time in their hands, how come they can't figure out something to do with someone like Angel Garza besides having him flirt with, like, Nia Jax for some reason? And then, like, someone like Peyton Royce, who could easily be doing something besides tag team work. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a solid list. I feel like definitely Cesaro, like, man, this guy been through so much. And the way you say he's been, like, the he could, I could probably count. I don't think I even count how many tag teams been in, he's been in my hand because this guy's been so much different tag teams over like the last like ten years. Um, but the biggest one to me, the one that makes no sense to me is Carmella because like she's already in um, a big storyline with Shasha and she's kind of I don't know I just don't find Carmella interesting. I, I never really liked her too much and I don't like her any more than I did before. I feel like this game this gimmick is horrible. Um, but. Payne versus someone that I really like, and I definitely like to see her do something. You know, this this makes me think of like, how would it? It probably wouldn't work because they're they already don't treat the women tag team titles well. But like, how would like a woman's like mid card title work? And they 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 don't have a large enough roster to do it. But it would just be interesting if if they had used their woman correctly, that could have been places for like Payne Royce or like your Camilla to like shine before they move on to like the women's title. Yeah, you know it's interesting because. The thing is, like, they have people in their roster. They just don't really use them. And 
you know, NXT, like, you know, is a good place for, like, certain stars and stuff like that. But to think of it, WWE keeps adding things to their, like, programming. Like, they're going to apparently have NXT India in the next couple of <laughs> weeks or in the next month or so. Apparently, NXT Japan isn't going to happen anymore. This is something I read about. Apparently, that deal didn't really work since they couldn't buy Pro Wrestling Noah. And I think they tried to buy All Japan or some shit like that. Um, if all Japan's even existing, I don't really know, but apparently, so the Japanese deal isn't going to work out. So apparently they're going to try and do NXT Asia, which also doesn't make sense to me because technically India is Asia. That's I don't a, fucking know. That's a wide scope to, to even um, umbrella that into this. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why the fuck if WWE, cause I, I personally wish they had less programming at some points because there's just so much going on with WWE. Definitely. Like, and they expect us, I feel like, or in Vince McMahon's head when he's expanding, he's like, oh, they're only going to watch me. They're going to watch WWE, <laughs> shit like that. Like, if they're going to be adding stuff, how about you just give us, like, a dedicated one-hour or something like that woman show? Like, get rid of – they still have main event. Get rid of main event. Um, 205 Live is somehow still a thing. I don't know. I mean, I like the cute cruiserweight division in NXT. That's cool. I like that it's a part of that now. It makes up for the fact that they dropped it in WWE again. But fucking just give us a woman's show at this point and showcase your woman more. Same with same show with AEW, but that's like another fucking thing going on that's even worse than what WWE has going right now. But, <laughs> you know, you have tag team champs. You have the women's titles. Like... You don't have to just only put the women there, but just highlight them in a better way than you are right now. Because I felt like ever since the women's revolution, that took off, took off, took off. Then, like, you know, you got Ronda Rousey joined and went really high. And then I felt like since Ronda left and then, like, you know, Becky had to hold it together and shit like that. I, I feel like it's just really taken a decline. You know, ever since then. And it was, we've had some really good stuff of obviously, like, you know, Becky um, uh, Lynch holding it as best she can now that she's gone for the moment. You know, people like Bailey and Sasha have really pulled their shit together, but there's a lot of women on here are very underutilized and could be used in a better light. Like Peyton Royce for sure. Billy Kay, I also believe, can do better too. Mm-hmm. Um, Carmella, I think, you know, you, you seem not to, like, really care about her and stuff. But I will say, when seeing her on Friday, since I haven't seen her in a while, it made me think she's a better wrestler than she really is. I don't know what it was, but she looked like a better performer during that match. And hopefully, if the match on Sunday is still happening, we'll see something better. But I don't know. That's very true. Like, yeah, that, that's so, like, for example, who watches, besides, besides like, 205 Live and, and uh, Main Event, who? I don't, I don't know a single person besides people in the UK who watches NXT UK, quite honestly. I, I don't have the time to, oh, man, let me go on the day network and watch this show on a random Thursday for what reason? At, like, 3 o'clock in the, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Granted. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> so and, and now you're going to have NXT India. I don't even want to know what kind of time zone that is going to be. I don't know what time that's going to come on. And that's just going to be they, – they don't focus on – look, like, NXT US, like the uh, sadly you got called that now, is not sadly, but it's just weird. NXT US is like not even as good as it once was in the past, but now they're branching off to do other things without focusing on making sure that product is good. And it's kind of sad to see that they just focus on expansion more than refining what was already good in the past. Yeah, like I don't think WWE's ever gonna have a problem trying to get more people to sign with them. Like 
I feel like, you know, part of their, like, expansion is, like, also be like, you know, we could eventually, like, we'll be able to get this person, we'll be able to get this person. People will always and continue to gravitate and sign with the WWE because it's the WWE. Like, sure, Mm -hmm. AEW is slowly growing and becoming a reliable option, but, you know, it's good to have fucking options and shit like that. So, like, you know, you have all these people signed to NXT UK. I I wonder how much money they're making out of there, but, like, you know what, if they were to drop the brand, I wouldn't care. Because I feel like, you know, those wrestlers will probably find somewhere to go, whether it's, uh, like, AEW or New Japan. But they don't even have to do that. There's probably a good enough wrestling scene there with, like, other promotions. Mind you, they're not the same scale. But they could probably still have a decent living. Or at least whatever it is. I don't fucking know. But it's just so much that WWE's trying to expand. And, like, they have other things they should be working on rather than expansion. Because I feel like... No, I don't think they need to worry about, like, expansion right now. They just need to worry about, we got what we have. Let's make sure it's good enough before we start expanding. Like, I would love to see, like, what is, what is in, what's happening in these fucking rooms and closed doors and, like, whose idea is, like, doing this, this, and that when there's still so much that you have to just improve upon. Because when you have a company like AEW, mind you, they're not at the same scale as the WWE yet, but... Give them a couple of years, and they're going to start beating you in the ratings a lot more, and then you're going to be like, whoa, what's going on? If they were <laughs> able to sign people like Sting, imagine if they somehow convinced CM Punk to sign with them, and you know they got another big name on their belt. They're going to be pretty fucking pissed, WWE, and I don't know what they're going to do. Expansion isn't the answer, that's for sure. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they might find the next biggest Indian star to save the WWE. Maybe from the Indian Rock, Indian Hogan, you never know. I mean, who knows? To go. Maybe the that's best, why they do this. The best thing about this is Jinder Mahal is most likely going to be over there. I He's saw that like... Jinder Mahal will go there and he'll be like a main point on there. You know what? I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm right. <laughs> people hate the Jinder Mahal WWE title run, but I'm like, you know what? It made him relevant for a time that no one thought he ever would be. So, mm-hmm. you know what? If he gets to go to NXT India, I mean, who knows what he could do there? The dude looks ripped. I mean, fuck. Let him get what he's going to do. I mean, hey. But yeah, those are some people that could be apparently used in better light. And fuck yeah, that makes a lot fucking sense. And it's, it's funny that Cesaro's on here because I feel like it's like the most easy answer ever for any wrestling yeah. fan to be like, all right, who should be main event? Fucking Cesaro. I think it's been said at this point that Cesaro probably will never get to that point if he's staying with WWE because they've had him for so long. It's been said for so fucking long. I think, like, Vince McMahon must not like the dude or some shit because there's something that there's a big disconnect. I don't even know why. Like, he got he got a nice look. He's not, like, he's not short or anything. I know probably have issues with short people. He's not short. He has a good look. He's just, like, he's up there with uh with Dolph in terms of, like, at least Dolph has some world talent on his belt. But he's, like, both of them are kind of just, like, you know, the good quality people if you're for a good tag team. But when it, when it comes to that single... Single run, they're not going to even get looked at. I think at this point, also, they're probably very comfortable. Like, they probably make, they, they get good money from the WWE. So, at this point, like, you know, if the WWE tells them to jump, they're going to ask how high because they're, they've already been through this. And I don't know if they have the same ambition as they probably once did. I feel like if there was a better alternative, like, company at the time, like something like AEW or some shit like that, maybe they would have jumped ship some time ago. But, um, like, it's funny because, like, for example, Dolph Ziggler, it was always the thing, like, part of one of his angles was like, oh, he's going to leave or he's going to retire or some shit. Like, 
at this point, he's just probably very comfortable and doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's like, yo, I'm getting money. Like, I'm on TV. And that's the other thing, too. They're on TV. So it's not like they're not. And Cesaro was just tag team champion. Dolph Ziggler is now challenging for the tag team title. So, you know, and at least they're being used. But at the same time, like, you know, I used to be one of those guys that, like, for especially for Dolph Ziggler, I always wanted him to be, like, the top like one of the top guys and never fall off but at this point i'm over it like I just, <laughs> i'm never gonna get this to happen and at this point i don't care i've lost as i've lost interest in it anyway so yeah. if they ever get to that point you know what it'll be great i'll be happy but you know they're already it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen also they're getting up there in age i think both of them or at least i know Dolph ziggler's in his 40s now oh he old <laughs> yeah yeah Dolph ziggler's 40 something uh i'm pretty sure let me let me google that real quick let's see Pretty sure he's like 42. Oh, yeah. yeah, His time has run up. Dolph Ziggler is 40. He's exactly 40. So, you know, he still, like, can be used pretty well. Like, I'm pretty sure he has another, like, five years in him if he wants. I mean, he looks, like, incredible shape. He doesn't look like he's lost, like, a beat. But at the same time, I don't think his heart's in there anymore. Oh, and Cesaro's 39. So. Yeah, he getting there. They're getting there, but they could still fucking go, and that's the thing, and I just think at this point they're comfortable. Someone like, also, I think Shinsuke Nakamura is probably comfortable as shit. He did everything yeah, he yeah. probably wanted to do in New <laughs> Japan. He's just collecting a paycheck at this point, so I don't think they're going to be, like, pushing and fighting to get into the main spot unless, like, something, like, changes in their mindset. I don't know. It's all speculations. I, I ain't fucking them, so <laughs> I don't know. I ain't that person. Yeah, I, I'm convinced this guy is just lazy and doesn't care. He's just living life. I don't blame him. He's like, even if you're getting good money, you're on TV every once so you're on TV consistently. It's, you're not going to hurt often. Like, just live your life. <laughs> yeah, it's probably better for him, too, because he was just used to that Japanese, like, hardcore style of yeah. just getting hitting and shit. Like, it's probably good for his body. He's probably taking a lot of, like, you know, probably doesn't need pain medicine every fucking night or some shit with the amount of hits he was taking in Japan. So you know what? It's probably good for someone their some of their bodies, to be honest. Yeah. Um, what else we got going on here? This is very interesting. I saw this, and you know, this is kind of like leading into TLC. But like, for example, it was supposed to be Asuka and Lana versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the tag team titles. Asuka, I mean, Lana is apparently injured, quote-unquote, but from what I'm reading the reports is saying Lana was expected to be off of television for the next several weeks. Right now, the time frame apparently is going to be three to four weeks, and it's not reported why she was taken off of television. I don't know if maybe she's filming something, because I know she tried to kind of have, like, a small, like, movie career. I know she was in, like, one of the WWE movies, and she was, like, in Pitch Perfect, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So I think maybe it could be movie related or whatnot, but it's interesting that she's been like a like big part of the raw women's like you know divi- uh, women's division, and now she's going to be taken off a of TV just when like maybe they could have won the tag team titles, and that could have been like one of the biggest things in in uh, Lana's career. I don't know what they're doing with her, but it's interesting that they've been building her up, and now she's getting taken off a of TV. Hopefully. It's, Nothing that's going to, like, end what she has going on. Because, honestly, at first I didn't really like it, but I like it ten times better than what, you know, she did with Rusev and Bobby Lashley. So, <laughs> if this could lead to her somehow randomly being champion or, you know, her getting the tag team titles, I mean, it's something different. At least it seems like WWE might be putting in an effort into their fucking uh, 
their women's division at some point. I don't know what to say, but just interesting to take her off now. Yeah, yeah, I, I was liking her run a lot. Like, quite honestly, like I, I was one of the people who was like, I thought it was interesting when she got the win last night with Nia Jax. I was just, I was hype. I was, I was like, alright, this is cool because like she's not someone you expect to be in this spot, and like especially with Rusev and Romero's not there no more, you kind of just expect that that release her or they just don't use her at all. But she has this like once honestly once in a lifetime opportunity where this little diligent using her week to week, and she's like seemed to be a main focus point. So I'm just curious as to why, if it's a movie thing, then uh, that's understandable. If she's hurt, if she's legit hurt, then that sucks. Um, but one good thing about this is that I always like mystery tag team partners. And so I'm hoping it's between two people that I'm really hoping it is. One is uh, Rhea Ripley, which I think would be pretty cool to have a debut because they all needs someone else that's not Oscar and Shayna. And, and, or I'm guessing this person is most likely going to be Charlotte Flair, which I'm yeah. still hyped about because <laughs> I, I love Charlotte. I'm a big fan. She has history with Nia Jax. It makes sense. Um, so if at least, if at least the Oscar versus Charlotte again, a mania and Charlotte wins again, I, I'm here for it. And you know, it does kind of make sense that it could be like someone like Charlotte, because then also they'll probably take the, titles off of them so then charlotte could finally have that tag team title so then she'll have like all the gold just kind of like also have like sasha's had it now and bailey's had it so it only makes sense that they would do that for her too but it would be sweet to have rhea ripley i mean that would be sad for nxt to lose her because she's been doing awesome there but rhea ripley would be something to make me want to watch at least that portion of raw you know, but then again, yeah. I would also hope maybe they just bring her down the SmackDown because she'd probably have some cool matches down there with like someone like uh, Sasha or Bailey or Bianca Belair and shit like that. Um, but yeah, that is something that is interesting to have a mystery partner. But hopefully, uh, whenever she comes back, this doesn't just like you know lead to her getting released a couple weeks later or some shit like that. Because yeah. if she's here now, like I don't think she's going to have any better opportunities knocking out the door. I mean, she'll probably, if she gets released, go to AEW, but you don't want to go there if you're a woman right now. So you want to go to like NWA YouTube, at least, because <laughs> at least, you know, their women are being used. But uh, Yeah. AEW's the, you go there for your career to end if you're a woman wrestler, sadly, because they don't have a division. And I mean, they're still, still, still very, very, very young. So yeah. it's a matter of time. They'll fix it, but it's just they, you know, I, I just want, I don't know. I just want it to be fixed now. I think maybe <laughs> when they finally get, like, a second show that, like, actually matters rather than, like, AEW Dark, there might be a change. I would expect it. Or, like, you know, if you have two shows, you better have a fucking change, you know? Yeah. But, anyway, talking about women, this was very interesting. It makes me want to ask, like, random personal questions. So one thing I saw was, um, so... I mentioned this last week, um, Renee Young's podcast, uh, Oral Sessions, which is a very weird <laughs> name. Uh, Maurice revealed, because she was on the episode apparently, and I still want to check out this podcast because she's had some interesting people on there already. CM Punk, her husband John Moxley, Maurice. Well, Maurice revealed that The Miz had her stop at an adult bookstore during their first date. It's a very ballsy move, you know, to be like, you know, we're going on a first date and, th- and then they go to a fucking like adult bookstore. Apparently, like it was like she was very surprised. They didn't know what happened. They went to the adult bookstore, never said if they bought anything. 
But <laughs> apparently afterwards, they spoke in like a parking lot, sat down in like a car in a parking lot and talked for a couple hours. So, I mean, well, they have two kids now <laughs> and they're married <laughs> and they have a nice house and they have a reality TV show. So it clearly worked out. Uh, I don't know. Very interesting first date. Where did you, uh, you have a girlfriend. Where did you take her for your first date? What'd you guys do? First date, first date, first date, first date. I don't know because, uh, the, the way, the way it all happened, it, it, it became official one random night, uh, after a party. Um, first date, honestly, I think it was Denny's. It, was, it wasn't anything Denny's? exotic. Yeah. It, it was, uh. To make it worse, it was a group. It was a group thing. So it wasn't even we weren't even by ourselves. I don't remember our first like official official date. Well, like you know, your first like time like while you don't so you don't remember the first time like while you guys were like on that talking stage or whatever where you're like, all right, let's do this on our own. Okay, but yeah, uh, uh, it was like so it was like it was a concert. So we went to the concert in our school together. That was like the first first time we like, oh, we like did the spring together. concerts or something yeah. like that. And then that was uh, it was a mess. It was a messy night. I <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> what was uh who was the performer? Who was the headliner? Was it uh? Who was it? It was Kid Ink. I mean, first that's horrible. The kid, the kid Ink, and it was what was it? Twenty fifteen. That's still bad. Like Kid Ink in twenty fifteen was no. That's funny because I believe my school also, and it's funny because you went to Siena, I went to Marist. Or technically, I guess rival schools when it comes yeah. to sports and very similar and i would like to say marist is better i after working there and going there i'll say it's a little bit better i'm gonna knock your school down just a little oh, no, bit i will agree with you my, my school is whack <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest advocate of saying the school is garbage <laughs> garbage in terms of like the uh the the, the social scene i would say is, is really is really lacking yeah, you guys literally were in the middle of fucking nowhere too. Yeah. But um, that's funny because you guys had Kid Ink and we had Kid Ink and my and we had Kid Ink <laughs> and Sammy Adams. Sammy uh, Adams. Yeah, Sammy Adams. We had him the year before, before Kid Ink. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Sammy Adams only known for really like one fucking song, and I only ever really knew of Kid Ink because he would like I think he had like three songs that went to the WWE pay per views. <laughs> Yeah, he had a bunch, and he had that thing with Chris Brown, which was, I mean, listen, if he had brought Chris Brown at at the concert, maybe the world concert had been bad, but he he, he didn't, so you know. Yeah, because Chris Brown's gonna show up to Siena College. <laughs> <laughs> listen, maybe he wanted to donate, you know, like he felt bad for us and he wanted to help us out. We did get a boogie one year, which is big. We had an a boogie as well. So that, that was our biggest thing. That's interesting that they like we both had similar concerts at the same time. Did you guys also get like ex ambassadors for a spring concert? Yeah, this sound this sound really familiar, but I don't, I don't think so. We had T Pain, and then we had T Pain. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, though. he was cool. He 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 hit on my girl during the concert. It was funny. He hit on your girl. Yeah, he he looked at me in the eyes and he was like, "I'm gonna take your girl," and and, and it was a <laughs> it was a little embarrassing, you know. It is, it is what it is, but uh, and then we had uh, Fetty Wap, which was actually really good. Fetty oh, Wap that's good. cool too. That you had Fetty Wap. Okay, that's not bad. Well, wow, that's interesting. You know, you always you always wanted to start your YouTube career, and you're doing it right now. But I'm surprised for clickbait. You never be like, "Yo, T Pain tried to take my girl," and like talk about that. It never clicked to me. Oh, interesting. Still doing now. I don't know. Um, yeah, my first date with my girlfriend. We um, trying to think because like we were friends for a good amount of time beforehand. So like you can't count some of those because those were obviously friend things. Yeah. So I would assume. One of our first times, like, you know, while we were in the talking stage was possibly 
the dining hall, but no, I should probably. And it wasn't the dining hall. She'll get mad at me if I'm assuming it's the dining <laughs> hall. I'm pretty sure because I we, there's this awesome restaurant by Marist. It's called Cosimo's. It's an Italian joint, mm-hmm. and uh, we went there a couple of times. And I feel like that might have been one of the first times. I know, like when I wanted to, like st- when we started talking, that was like one of the first place we went to, and I liked it. And we've been there a couple of times. So I'm gonna say that it wasn't an adult bookstore though so <laughs> you know i'm not surprised that miss did that because after watching miss and mrs this guy always seems like he's uh he's very horny all the time so i'm, I'm not shocked <laughs> he's a <laughs> wacky dude i mean the, it makes sense that why like you know mind you his WWE career has been pretty good it's been a pretty decent one it could be better and it may might become better now that he has the money in the bank briefcase but it makes sense that like people are using him on like network shows and like the Miz is in all these different things right now because he's a personality. I mean, it makes mm, sense. Yeah. We all knew it from, you know, his time in MTV, the real world. Then he started off in WWE and it's taken off. Um, so yeah, interesting. Just thing I saw, I felt like bringing that up. Um, what else was there to talk about? This was something I saw that got mentioned a couple days ago. Um, and I saw this making like head waves on social media. It was all over the place. I might have used that word wrong, but oh well. Um, so AEW's vice president, Chris Harrington, broke down some interesting stats about ratings in AEW and NXT. Did you hear about this? I didn't even know they had a vice president. <laughs> I mean, they have to have a vice president. It's not just wow. Cody Rhodes up there. <laughs> That's what I thought. So let's see. This is I have it right here. Here are some of the things that got brought up. Um, this was around for, like, this is info basically based off of, like, the last couple of weeks and, like, last week for sure. So the high point of AEW Dynamite was the end of the Sting segment, which got 1.201 million viewers, followed by Shaq segment, which got <laughs> 1.177 million viewers from a minute standpoint. It is kind of cool that they do got Shaq going on there, and the fact that we might get Shaq versus Cody Rhodes is a very <laughs> interesting idea that I'm all in for, just because I love Shaq. But you know what? AW they're getting the they're getting the millions. They're hitting the millions in certain aspects. They're not hitting it throughout the entire show, which would be great if they could hold on to a million viewers. But it seems like on their most important things, they're hitting it. That's pretty. Good. I guess I, I guess celebrities in wrestling really does really do work because I'm so, I'm kind of shocked Shaq. Got that much views. Like, I, quite honestly, I didn't. I, I, whenever they brings out celebrities, I'm just like, what's the point of this? But I guess it really does work. And honestly, like, if eight is, is really hitting some high numbers, like or like to stay consistent, and the way the way the trend is going for WWE, like, at least Raw is dropping so fast. I I, I don't want to overshoot here, but I say give AEW five years. I wouldn't be shocked if they legit beat up Raw. And rated at least in the demographic, it won't be shocked. Yeah, I, I could see them. I don't see Raw ever going back to a 2.0. Like, even they, if SmackDown is doing good in the pandemic and Raw is not, I don't ever see Raw doing good like that high ever again. And I think they could easily beat them. Yeah, I feel like we need to do an episode of like what needs to happen for WWE to be good again. <laughs> that could be an interesting episode. <laughs> yeah. Just what, what is necessary for WWE to do to like get to like at least not maybe even better or at least close to like the same type of height and hype and just amazingness that was the attitude era not replicate it but literally get to that level where like you know it's not the attitude era but it's basically just as good in terms of like content in terms of hype because there was a time like 
you know, while we were just, we were very, very young, like, 1997 is when we were born, but, like, there was a time in the 90s where, like, being a wrestling fan was, like, that cool thing, like, yo, that guy likes wrestling, like, he's cool, yeah, nowadays, yeah. it's like, oh, he likes wrestling, <laughs> doesn't he know he's, it's fake, you know? Always the same question, you know, it's sad that it came to this, I don't know, what happened along the way to the point where people, it's just, it's just... I mean, I don't know. I can't answer the question. Like, let me know. And you think with ambassadors like, you know, The Rock, Stone Cold, and John Cena, who basically transcended professional wrestling and are, in a sense, greater than professional wrestling at this point, you would think people would care a little bit more because they're making interesting Hollywood movies or, you know, they're just notable names that people are like, yo, he started in professional wrestling. Maybe I should watch it because we got cool people like this. But it's not clicking, I feel, at the same point anymore. Especially now when, you know, over the last 10 years or more, WWE's been more like, all right, we got to be something for the kids and whatnot. That's the demographic we want to chase over. But I miss the days that they would just chase over, like, you know, the dudes, the, the guys, or I don't know. I felt like they mostly only ever chased it after guys to watch. I don't know how much they did for women because, I mean, back in the day it was like bra and panty matches. And I'm not saying that's what they should bring back, but... I'm saying, like, you know, stuff back in the day where it's like, you know, it was just cool to become a wrestling fan. Isn't the same anymore, you know? Yeah, it's not the same. And, like, even think about, like, we barely like, Cena and The Rock. Like, you don't even see Cena, like, when was the last time this guy even mentioned? At least I don't keep up with him, to be honest. But when was the last time you see him even, like, kind of, like, mention the video, like, like talk about them in, like, interviews or like that? He barely talks about it. Whenever The Rock talks about it, it's always, like, it's always, like, some quick thing. Like, oh, yeah, if I remember it, or something like that, and they brush over it and move on. And it's, like, those guys, I don't want to use WWE because they didn't, but, like, they, at this point in the career, it's, like, who cares almost? Like, because, like, they're, they're already gone above that now. And it's just, like, maybe people don't really, like, even uh, people probably don't like even see like what wrestling could do for people. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just kind of interesting to see how the Rock and Cena treat wrestling these days. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. And it's only a matter of time too before they're both back at some point because we know I have to, and this is what I want too. But John Cena is probably going to beat Ric Flair's record. It, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, this is the closest they have to anyone who could break it. So at some point, I feel like they will. And, like, it just only also makes sense for The Rock to come back because it seems like, you know, Roman Reigns is, you know, on the top of his shit. And he's like, yo, I'm like, I put the food on everyone's table on this family. But, like, hold up. Like, you know, your your, your cousin is The Rock, right? Like, the most highest paid actor in Hollywood is putting the food on in your plate, man. Like, so it's interesting, too. I also read that, like, apparently The Rock, like, might not, if he gets to come back, he might not be able to face Roman, or, like, his schedule isn't really allowing for it to even happen this year. So, who knows if that's even going to happen in 2021. But it would be cool. But then again, like, I don't want to see The Rock coming back unless it's against Roman at this point. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's The Rock comes back has to be that match. Nothing else will even make remotely. Like, I don't want to see Rock with Triple H. I know Triple H probably want to stick his big nose into this situation, but oh, yeah. I want one more match. Like, please, just, we already missed the whole Sting thing. Just leave. Yeah. I was thinking about this earlier today, and like this is something Finn and I went over once during our um, GOAT episode talking about Cena. But if Roman Reigns were to face The Rock, I kind of wish The Rock would then beat Roman Reigns and it like it sucks for Roman but I feel like at the same time like if they're going to be saying who's the real chief like 
it makes mm-hmm. sense that The Rock wins. Like, yeah, it does. So, like, if he ends up taking the belt off of him, then I thought it would be cool if John Cena were to have to come back, well, have him go against The Rock and for the mm. title, because technically they are even. They they did the once in a lifetime, then they did the fucking twice in a lifetime, and they're at an even score right now, one to one. I feel like we kind of need a rubber match, and they'll obviously make a shit ton of money if they do that right, especially if they get fans again. Um, and John Cena could win that one and fucking take Ric Flair's record and beat The Rock and just prove that he is the WWE, and it would make more sense. He's more WWE than, I'd say, like someone like Hulk Hogan. Mind you, Hulk Hogan helped build professional wrestling for what it is, but when it comes to WWE, the John Cena has only ever been a WWE guy and will probably only ever be a WWE guy. So that would be cool to see if that were to happen if The Rock comes back. That's a cool idea. And also another thing, like, you know, Cena's not racist. So, you know, whoever yeah, Hogan's true. whoever Hogan wrestling, I could care less about because he's racist. And <laughs> it washed away from me. That's it. That was very true. It's funny because, like, I, don't, I, I always thought, like, you know, like, Hulk Hogan had, like, cool aspects about him. Like, you know, yeah. obviously the NWO made him kind of cool. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, the Hulkamania idea, it's very much a meme thing that I like, you know. But at the same point, like, I always wanted to get maybe, like, a Hulkamania shirt. Now I don't think I'll ever will. <laughs> I have a shirt that has Hulk Hogan on it because it's a Halloween Havoc shirt I bought from uh, Too Sweet Merch on Instagram. Shout out to them. That was a real cool shirt. But I also just... You know, the uh, Hulk Hogan tainted himself by fucking being a racist and cheese guy. <laughs> Anywho, um, some other things from this that he noted uh, the AEW's vice president he put down. NXT had bad timing and went on to a com- into a commercial break right as the Sting segment started. So that sucks for them because if you got your pure your actual wrestling fans are switching back and forth. You're, it wants things on your television. You're not going to get off of it. Like, I mean, I was on my way. Like, I was on the bus going home, and I, like, had the TNT app on my phone, and I just got on there when Sting was popping up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep watching. Like, this is what I want. Yeah, like, I, I, I was I was in a meeting halfway through. I was, like, in a, in a school meeting, and then Sting, I, see, I looked up and see Sting on my TV. I'm just like, I mute my meeting. I'm, I'm watching Sting. Like, this is this is cool. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't even put NXT on that night because, like, I don't know. Somebody's just not interested. <laughs> like, I'll watch the takeovers, but I don't feel like watching the main shows. And yeah. that's why, like, it's very fun to watch, like, AEW, especially having someone like Sting. And I forgot how cool, like, Sting just sounds like. Like, his voice, like, he's not, like, you know, he's, like, a cool alternative to what people would say The Undertaker is. They always wanted mm. him to fight. But at least Sting, he seems like he's cool. And even then, like, he still sounds, like, kind of youngish in his voice in terms of yeah. like also just like he was having fun in the ring like you know making tony Schiavone scale yell like it's sting and giving the man a hug and shit like that and he was big boying like cody right in front of him and shit like that like that was all cool shit and like this um it's cool to see sting on tv and this is what wwe fucking missed because they wanted to make sting seem more like you know this like supernatural like all like you know i don't know this the way they portrayed sting just made him not seem cool in my eyes it just made him be like it's sting and that there he is that's it it was very weird when they used him the only time i ever really liked sting in the wwe when they brought him <laughs> back was uh when he pro- when he was a statue that got revealed yeah. and beat the shit out of seth rollins <laughs> yeah i watched i was watching sting's debut in WWE again I'm, I'm, I, I like i was looking at him like man this looks like the saddest debut ever this guy walks out with like a day 
he had he had no special jacket. Like he came on AEW looking crazy. Like he had the, the the nice jacket on. Like the shirt was cool. When he came on WWE, he was just like. Uh, you no, know, it didn't seem it was special, but at the same time, it didn't feel as special as, as it should have been. Yeah, the the AEW one was like crazy special. Like, I would compare Sting showing up to AEW this year to like Edge returning to the mm-hmm. WWE. That's like how special it came off. Yeah, and like especially the way like the internet and the wrestling world broke because of it. Um, but what else? AEW and NXT often go to commercial breaks at the same time, is something he noted. AEW and NXT also share around the same total for commercial breaks, including picture-in-picture. So that's interesting. I didn't even know that NXT probably does picture-in-picture. I just know AEW loves fucking talking about (laughs) picture-in-picture, and I fucking hate it. I used to watch AEW (laughs) through Fight TV, and that was fucking cool. Because, uh, like, you actually continue to watch it rather than do watching a little fucking screen of picture-in-picture. <laughs> but I just fucking hate the picture-in-picture that they do. <laughs> Anytime you just hear JR and tell me, yeah, you're going to the picture-in-picture, the really never makes the action. And just keep, keep One saying of our dinner-quality picture-in-picture. Like, what are you <laughs> even talking about, old man? <laughs> <laughs> I had JR. Oh, boy. But, um, talk about JR. I just bought, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or if I don't know. I bought two cookbooks recently the old WWE mm. JR cookbook and the WWF uh, wrestling cookbook that they had. I bought those and I'm interested to see what they have. They're all like, you know, JR influenced and shit like that. And I'm also thinking at some point, I think I might buy JR's barbecue sauce and <laughs> see what all the hype is about. That's what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say you bought some barbecue sauce. I said, oh, okay. I saw it for like $26. I think I might oh. buy this as a Christmas gift for myself, which I've already done like five gifts for myself. But like <laughs> I saw that you could get like a whole set of his like his barbecue sauce, his chipotle ketchup, his like mustard. There's like a, a dry rub seasoning or some mm-hmm. shit like that, which kind of sounds gross when you call it JR's dry rub seasoning. <laughs> but they got some cool seasonings, which I'm interested to go check out. Uh, and pretty affordable, so you know what I might do it like on the YouTube or for maybe an episode on the pod, just review it right there on the episode. <laughs> yeah, cook some though. Yeah, hey, I've been cooking a lot more because of this pandemic, so it's been fun. Um, AEW, of course, does way more pictures and pictures. Obviously, uh, AEW full commercial breaks is about sixteen minutes, and then it says AEW PIP, which I don't know what stands for. It says fourteen minutes. Oh, picture and picture oh, is about fourteen minutes worth, which is a lot. Holy crap! Um, and NXT full commercial breaks is about twenty-eight minutes, and they have about four minutes of picture and picture. Uh, very interesting numbers, and just the fact that how much time AEW is doing picture and picture is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. I. Like... Yeah, they, they 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 love that picture in picture. I know NXT start doing it a lot more often too, which is interesting to see. I guess because you see AEW do it, they want to do the same thing. Yeah, I will say if anyone does picture in picture well, it's the NFL. Hmm. The NFL does it pretty well because when you're watching like a game on Fox or some shit, they like do picture in picture during like a one minute break in like you know in a quick timeout, and like it's just one commercial that they show, and then boom, they're already back to uh, what's going on in the game. That's I will say that. Yeah, and if you're, I don't know if you got impact on the side, but I just yeah, saw dude. Kenny Omega slap <laughs> Rich Swan out, and then he got Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson behind him. Yeah, I got a little distracted when I saw that. I'm just first of all, I'm, I'm just looking at like how good AW Tower looks compared to TNA's like cheap looking. 
and and that's the sad <laughs> part too. And what's also very interesting about Impact, just a little like side note out of this before we get back into it, but like. I feel like Impact over their last couple of like over the last ten years went through so many different belts. Yeah. And what's sad is like when Dixie Carter was still around, the X Division title looked really cool. The TNT cha- I mean the TNT, the TNA championship that you know right now Moose is technically holding with a white strap, it looked cool. Like I like whenever I see that belt, I think of like Bully Ray. And I think of, like, Kurt Angle or shit like that. Even the old one that Sting had that had, like, the fucking wing, like, eagle on it. That was, like, kind of like an homage, I guess you could call it, to WWE in a weird way. Like, those were cool belts. And those were belts I would like to own one day. But seeing these, like, I remember when Global Force Wrestling was almost a thing that, you know, Jeff Jarrett tried to bring out. They brought those titles and then made those their main championships for a bit. Then when they became that whole issue going on with Anthem and the Owl... Then they had like a different title belts and shit. And now they're doing it again. I don't know what the hell they're doing with their titles, but AEW's championship does look pretty. At first, I didn't know what to think about it, but it's grown on me a lot. Yeah, yeah definitely. I love it. Like, it's just so sad to see because those titles in the AEW, I mean, TNA Impact, just look so flat and boring. Like, the red, the red accents in it just doesn't look good. And yeah. like the world title, the tag team, I don't know, something. Even the title that most walks around with looks better than the, the main title, which is kind of funny. And what, I, what I've heard was funny is when that title got released, apparently that title that Moose is holding is just like a cheap knockoff he got off of like eBay or some shit like that's, that. That's hilarious. And he just got it re-strapped. But, um, and even the strap looks kind of cheap, but still <laughs> yeah. looks 10 times better than what they got going on there. Anyway, we'll talk about a little bit more on Impact in a second. Um, so then, yeah, AEW has all that shit going on. Um, AW has control when they go to commercial breaks, but it's also a collaborative effort with TNT and the advertisers and they make a choice and they make their choices when necessary. So that's interesting. They choose when to go to commercial break. Um, what else did I see here? That's kind of important to talk about. Uh, AW would have done an average of 1.029 million viewers without commercial breaks for the 18 to 49 demographic. Interesting. Um, anything else notable to talk about here? There is not a single metric that could determine if someone is a draw or not, which Hmm. I'd imagine. I mean, literally, like, it doesn't just, it's not just based off of TV numbers alone. Like, you probably got to incorporate, like, you know, how many views they're getting on their YouTube clip when it gets uploaded on YouTube, how much their merch is going, how much, like, there's a lot going on into what can make a draw. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty true. Um, what it says, the, oh, apparently the guy says the best way to track if someone is a draw is to see how they do in their individual segment without commercial breaks, week to week trends, etc. So that I makes sense. That makes sense. I would add what I said also kind of has to go into it because it just also like, you know, what makes them watchable and then what makes the fans like them, I guess you could say. What gets them over in a way. Yeah. Um, and then the other interesting thing is says the, uh, Abaddon match and Sheeta Angle maintained over 1 million viewers the entire time. That's interesting. What do you think about Abaddon? Very interesting gimmick that that girl has. <laughs> I think it's weird. <laughs> but someone, I think it was in my Discord server, I think it was. Someone's like, oh yeah, sure. I was watching uh, AEW with a, with a friend that doesn't watch wrestling. And then they saw Abaddon. And then they say, right, I'm done for the day. I won't watch this no more. And it's just like, like those type of characters kind of like really grab people in or draw or don't like, 
run them away quicker than anything. Um, it, I don't even know what her gimmick is. Is it similar to like uh, what's that? What's that name on Impact? Rosemary. Yeah, her. Or um, the you undead know. bride. I forget her name right now. I'm drawing a blank, but kind of. I think I know what you're talking about. Those type of characters. Yeah. In a way, yeah. That's kind of like where I see like part of it is being drawn from. I feel like there's probably some other shit. Oh no, she she seems like she's a decent wrestler, but at the same time, she's kind of gross to look at with the <laughs> the makeup and shit like yeah. that that she has going on. It's kind of creepy as fuck. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to at least see that AEW has an angle going on with Sheeta right now. You know, they're actually using their women's champion for the first time in God knows when, besides Stop. having her stand out in the fucking crowd. <laughs> really have the women's champion just just stand the crowd and just look on and see what's going on that's kind of funny they got this woman to fucking move out of japan get a fucking probably like <laughs> little condo in florida just for her to stand in the crowd most weeks with her belt that's fucking ridiculous but talking about AEW and shit well kenny omega went to impact last week and that was probably one of the biggest drawings and the biggest viewership that uh, Impact has ever gotten in the last couple of years. Like, I was watching it on Twitch because I don't have access TV on my cable uh, provider. Um, and I saw that they were at, like, 43,000. At one point, I think they were at 63,000, which that is big for them because normally they draw, like, a couple thousand on Twitch, maybe 10,000 if they're lucky or some shit like that. But this was big. Kenny Omega being on there was a big deal for them. I mean, think about it. It's Kenny Omega, and he was at Impact. It's like if you brought, like, I guess if it's like if you brought, I wouldn't say if you brought Roman Reigns to Impact, it would, like, it would be ten times bigger because of just is where they're coming from. But, like, it's kind of like in that sense, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. that. Yeah, like, I heard they got, they got, they got like, a, a ton of views on Twitch, you know, um, and I think this is—I I just think it's cool to see like wrestling companies work together, and even if it's just as small as Kenny going over, and even if he's the only person that's actually, that's like really crossing over, it's still cool to see that they're open to like, even allow these type of things to happen. Like you know, you, you don't normally see companies or I guess WWE do wouldn't allow the wrestlers to be on other shows because you know they might get injured, they might hurt the image if they lose. And yada yada yada, but AEW is like, oh, just do what you gotta do, you know. And then it's cool to see their biggest star, arguably, do things with like other companies. Like I was watching, um, not even just Impact, but like I was watching Triple Mania this past weekend, and that Kenny match was like one of the best matches I've seen all year. When we had, I forget the guy's name, but it's like La- Laureato Kid or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, that was Lorado like Laureato Kid, I think is his name. Yeah, Laureato Kid. That was like one of the best matches I've seen of the. Like, the year and it was not WWE, it wasn't AEW, it was AAA. And the only reason I watched it was because Kenny was there and Kenny turned this whole gimmick into like going to different companies and stuff like that. And for Impact, I'm happy that Impact will never die. And this is just them surviving even more. Yeah. I mean, I it, it's interesting because I, I just love watching old TNA nowadays, especially now that I've gotten more into wrestling over the last year because of the pandemic. Uh, I have this app on my. Um, on my Chromecast. It's called Pluto. You probably heard of it before. It's Pluto mm-hmm. TV. Like they yeah. just basically have like a lot of free stuff on there. And what's cool is that a lot of it is like name brand stuff too, like real movies, real TV shows, and they have like live channels 24/7 and they do have an Impact channel. And I think it's mm. cool just to watch like old Impact and stuff like that. 
And the fact that Impact will never die is crazy, you know? I I wonder, I want to, I got to check and see. I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I feel like at this point, they probably have outlived, like, WCW, maybe? I don't know. But at the very least, you know, they're keeping it going. And having a working relationship with someone like, you know, AEW is big for them. I'm pretty sure they might have some small relationship with, like, New Japan at the very least since they just had the Battle of the Super Juniors and they had, like, Chris Bay go to uh, mm, participate yeah. in that. I didn't get to watch it. I saw it was a one-night one thing last Saturday, um, and I got to go re-watch that at some point. Um, but that's cool that the fact that, you know, these companies are actually really trying to do something. And hopefully, I feel like probably AEW is going to work with Impact if – Impact does have some type of deal going on with New Japan because I know like they'll probably want to find a way to get them to all collab, and then like AEW doing something with AAA that would be cool if they could get AAA stars onto AEW. I saw that you know AAA had a big deal uh, going on with Impact over the last year, especially with some of the people they had there. Because I remember when you know he was a part of Impact. John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, whatever you want to call him. He was always fighting in AAA. His wife, uh, Ty Valkyrie, was also in there. They had so many AAA guys going down to Impact. So that could be cool. But, yeah, just cross-branded shit. That would be nice. But from what I've read, it seems like Kenny Omega might be the only one for now really doing that type of shit. And it makes sense. Hopefully he gets to hold a lot of titles. And then maybe that means maybe doors will open, actually. I saw that uh, it looks like if anything's going to happen, the Good Brothers will go to have at least a tag team match on AEW is what I saw. And that would be cool. I mean, especially because AEW, when I think of their main show, they're basically a tag team show the entire night. Like, last when I watched AEW last Wednesday, I'm pretty sure almost every fucking match was a tag team match besides, like, two of them. <laughs> yeah. On AEW? Yeah. I feel like yeah. every match last week was, like, a fucking tag team match. They they love the tag team matches, you know. The, the, you gotta give them the credit for that one. At least they keep it consistent in terms of how many times they could. This week they have a freaking fourteen man match. Like, That's I, once, I, once I saw that, I was like, I'm not watching that match. I'm sorry, I just can't. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I'm gonna watch it just because, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but the, yeah, that that's cool. That I will say, like, you know. Kenny Omega made me watch Impact Wrestling last week. Did I hate that I watched the entire show? <laughs> yes. Maybe a little, because there wasn't there was a lot of it that I didn't really care for. Because I feel like there's still Impact is right now building itself up again. So there's parts that like you got to go through some growing pains, like, <laughs> and I could understand it. I felt like I maybe missed the ball to get into Impact again because back when like I feel like Brian Cage was on there that I saw they were doing some cool shit. And, like, when they did their trip to New York City and stuff like that for a bit, that was probably a better time to watch Impact. But now, at least, you know, they're trying. They got the Good Brothers. They got, you know, Heath Slater. They got Rhino. They got, you know, people like Chris Bay, Rich Swan. So it's just, like, I feel like they need to fix the pieces better to make me very interested in the entire show. Like, you know, I didn't mind that we ended up recording today's episode, well, for Wednesday's episode, right now on Tuesday during Impact because... The only thing I was really interested to see what was going on is what's happening with the world title and why mm-hmm. is Kenny Omega still around? And, oh, Carl Anderson's involved with this now. So then that's what I was really most mostly interested in. And I was like, I think made up like 10 to 12 minutes of the entire show. Yeah. So I guess I guess we learned a lesson that if you want to watch Kenny Omega Impact, just know 
you only need to watch it the last 30 minutes because that's probably where he's going to show up. You don't have to watch the rest of it. And what's even interesting on that one is I was so excited to see him last week. And, you know, he, he just said basically, yo, I'm trying to get the gold. I, I want to get their title. And he's saying he basically made it seem like he wants to get other titles. And Don Callis, they're like, yo, we've been doing this for a while. We've been planning this shit out. Well, what's funny is you watch AEW the next fucking night. And they basically said the same shit that they said the night before. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they had the same lines in there. And then even that, like, you know that they they did it where, like, Kenny says a good night and goodbye shit like that that he does. And, you know, Don Callis on Impact was like, oh, you want to do the thing? You haven't done it in so long. You want to do the thing? And then he does it. And then he did the same fucking thing. Oh, you're going to do the thing? You want to do the thing? On, <laughs> on AEW. And I was like, oh, that's just... I could have just not watched Impact the night before and just watch AEW. Yeah, pretty much. You know what? The guy, you know what? The guy's good. The guy, the guy has to watch the whole show of Impact just to see one person. Yeah, yeah I get and, credit. And what's fucked up is I'm definitely gonna watch again next week. At least have it on the background just to see what's going on. Because if Carl Anderson and the Good Brothers are involved now. It's going to make me at least watch a little bit and see what's going on. I will say the other only thing that I'm kind of interested in is what's happening with the North because mm. Ethan Page and Josh Alexander aren't meshing well right now. And also Ethan Page's contract is expiring in January. So who knows what's going to happen there? So I will say I'll give him that. It makes me want to keep up with that storyline because I like Ethan Page. Um, one thing that I saw on happen on AEW is that like they were Kenny was about to say something. And then, like, Don Callis tried to be like, yo, 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 no, don't, oh, yeah. don't say it, don't say it, don't yeah. say it. Let, let, let them be surprised when it happens. So I wonder what that means. I hope it's something good, because, you know, I hate when people kind of, like, swindle me and be like, oh, they're going to be surprised, and then it's going to be nothing at all. Or just yeah. forget. Let yeah. see, though. That's, that's what I'm hoping. That's not just some... I hope it's either not some, like, stupid shit or just something that they're going to forget that they said and they just continue mm-hmm. to do whatever they're doing right now. Yeah. Still very excited at the very least. It makes me want to watch Impact, so that's good enough for Impact. And hopefully, if Impact can get their shit together in the next couple of weeks while they have Kenny for however amount of time, they could possibly get a lot more viewers because if they just sell people on other shit that's going on on the entire episode. Because I'll have it on, even though I don't want to watch all of it. But I'll have it on just because, like, you know, I'll try and keep up with it because I don't know. You'll never know if something like, you know, Kenny Omega is probably going to show up in the end, but... There was parts in the show where Kenny Omega had his, like, he was popped up in different clips, so, I don't know. Yeah. Someone said something funny, someone was like, well, why does every single Bullet Club leader has to team up with Gallows and Anderson at some point in their career? And it, it looks like that's what's going to happen with Kenny at this point, because, you know, AJ did it, Finn, I guess, Jay White is next, somehow, it's going to happen, I don't know. I mean, it makes fucking sense. I mean, they are probably one of the best things that they had in tag team. Right now, Tamatanga and the other dude, I'm forgetting his name, are pretty big right now in New Japan. So mm. it worked out for them when they left because now they got a bigger st- they got a bigger light. I'm pretty sure they just won some trophy that I saw. Um, but I got to keep up with that. Anyway, that's all I got to say on Impact. Do you got anything else you want to add? Not at all because I really watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's run through this TLC card. TLC is this Sunday. Uh, we're going to talk about it next week, and hopefully there's some really cool shit. So let's talk about this card and what the matches are and what we think is going to happen. Um, so we got Universal Championship TLC match, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. I'm expecting to see some cool shit. That's what I'm expecting out of this match. 
just alone because Kevin Owens, I feel like, will take any amount of punishment, and Roman Reigns is willing to give amount of punishment. And I will say, like, when you put Roman against someone who can wrestle, it could be really cool. When you put him up against someone that's down for spots, it can be pretty cool. So this can make him look pretty strong with the both of them. I would love it that Kenny, Kevin Owens would win the title, but I know he's not going to win it. I don't think they're going to take this belt off of Roman anytime soon. So it's very nice to bring him back in here. And this is his first time having a fucking match for the Universal title since he lost it like four or three years ago, whatever it is. So it's great to have him back now. Uh, unfortunately, it's totally not Kevin Owens' time to get the title from who it is right now as Roman Reigns. Yeah, but I, th- yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a pretty good match. I feel like... Kyo always like puts on like whenever whenever it, like it matters. Kyo always puts on like a crazy good match. Like his match with Seth at WrestleMania, which was a rivalry that was kind of like you know, it was just kind of it was good, but it was just kind of dead. But they ended up putting like probably one of the best matches of the Mania. And I think I think this match is gonna be Roman on a hot streak, and Kyo is looking inter- more interesting every single day. So I think this could be a good match. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they're gonna get out of that, and like that will probably be one of the matches of the night. Um, and then what could be a pretty good match, I'm not too sure right now, I'm still like confused by and hoping that it'll be good, is we got the WWE title, AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. Now this is one for sure, being an AJ Styles fan, I would love for him to get the belt. This is another one where I just don't know if they're going to take the belt off of Drew McIntyre. They already did it for Randy, I don't know if they want to do it again. And this could also maybe, like, you know, they're... It's a TLC match, so they could easily fuck each other up so bad that the Miz can come in. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just say Ooh. Miz is going to come in. I, I don't know why. I Ooh. feel like I don't know when. I don't have any idea when they're going to cash in the money in the bank. I don't see an opportune time besides this right now. So I say let the Miz cash in and get the belt. I don't know. Because also, you know, he takes the belt off of Drew McIntyre and then, boom, they continue this feud. Because I don't know how long this feud with AJ Styles is really going to last. I feel like AJ just got put into this because he won that championship qualifying match and all that little little mini tournament they had. But with this feud that's going on between John Morrison and The Miz with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, I don't think they're going to take the belt off of uh, Drew with Sheamus right now. This would be cool for Mania if they do decide to keep it. But if they're not going to, might as well just let the Miz win the title now. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I haven't thought of that, but I think that would be a really cool cash in. Miz just like cash in, like mid match, just took the title from the, from the thing. That would be pretty funny. Um, this, this match annoys me a lot because like I really want AJ to win. But I know he's not going to win because, you know, Drew just got the towel back. And it just made me wish that Drew never lost towel to Randy in the first place. Because, give me- yeah. Yeah, it would like it would give me some kind of hope that AJ could win, and and AJ deserves like I love Drew and everything, but like AJ hasn't had the title for what? Um, last time he held it was when Daniel Bryan took from like two years ago or so. Yeah, that was like 2018, I feel. Yeah, and that was like that was so long ago. Like, man, like, I want AJ. I always love AJ with the title. Like, AJ with the title is always like he never disappoints you. Yeah. And, and with Omo, Omas, Omas, yeah, that's his name. Omos, yeah, Omos. or Omas. <laughs> like, it's just even, it's just an even more interesting dynamic that like he could. I don't know. It's just say like, a lot of cool heel things you could do with a champion, a heel champion AJ. Right now, that's just more interesting to me versus continuing Drew's reign. I like Drew. I'm not gonna get. Don't get me wrong, but I just like AJ a little bit more. Yeah, and with someone like AJ Styles, when you when you're able to get the biggest superstar that 
TNA built, like, you gotta use him. Because, like, this man could have easily... He had the opportunity to go down to AEW. He didn't do it. He could have fucking stayed with New Japan and continued, like, his reign because he was killing it in New Japan. He was killing it in the indies. This guy really didn't need the WWE when you think about it. He probably took it because it was a healthy paycheck. And, you know, it was something at least he could be like, you know, I did this. But... They could still, I, I, they, they should give this guy the belt because he's AJ Styles. When you compare him to a lot of people on this roster, he's probably one of the most deservings and the most capable because it just, mm-hmm. he can still fucking go at his age. He's not prime AJ Styles anymore, but he's still one of the tops that they, one of the top guys they got there. Um, what else we got on here? We got the women's championship match, which I believe will still happen. I know they did it early, but I think they might run it back because why not? You got Sasha Banks and Carmella. Sasha Banks probably going to win again. I don't think they're going to take it off Carmella. I saw somebody saying on Twitter, you know what? If uh, Snoop Dogg's going to be doing commentary for uh, (laughs) AEW, maybe uh, Sasha Banks holding that title ain't going to look that pretty anymore. Especially that her, like, you know, entrance music also has Snoop Dogg in it. I wonder if they're going to, like, be petty and, like, take that song and bring it back to the old one or some shit. Yeah, I was making jokes all week long. And I was like, that is, Sasha's going to lose that title. Between that or that theme song, is just not, they're going to go back to the old theme song because, you know, you know they don't want to hear Snoop on, on their weekly shows where he's going to be on AEW as a commentator. It's just annoying that they, they is, is upset over someone doing it. It's just stupid. but It makes sense that they're that petty, though. Yeah, they, they, they're pretty pretty uh, good people. Uh, yeah, I think Sasha's going to win this match easily. Uh, I don't think they're going to put the town on Carmella. I think the obvious angle here is Sasha versus Bianca. At least I hope so. So this, I don't see this. See this? I don't see this match interrupting that. Yeah, that would be cool, and that would be just a very high caliber, like high quality match. I don't hate Carmella. I always dig her. She's mad hot. She's awesome. Um, I I don't know. I find it weird that you know her boyfriend Corey Graves is coming. <laughs> like. Just, <laughs> milking and drawing like going crazy off of her when he sees her because like he was commentating so much and hyping her up i'm like all right we get it you're together they don't even reference it together on the damn like program but hey i wish like fucking people would kind of address this type of shit like you know because obviously you're dating her in real life we know this why don't you fucking address it be like you know hype her up in a way that's not just like you know, weird. Like, if he was hyping her up, yo, that's my girl, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'm down with it. Same thing kind of with, like, Josh Matthews and Madison Rain on Impact. That's so awkward. They're married, I'm pretty sure, and they <laughs> act like they're not. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Just address real-life relationships. It makes sense. Especially if you're on the down, same Corey. company. <laughs> that too like on smackdown Corey was just staring at her like at like when she when those but the announce table if you look at Corey, his eyes just like beaming straight at her the whole time it was just it was just so uncomfortable because like like you said they don't mention that at all but the fact that he just keeps staring at her it's just weird <laughs> it's just yeah. like, i don't know i wonder if he's low-key jealous because she's able to wrestle and he's not and i actually was really like <laughs> On the Corey Graves train when he was, like, in NXT, when NXT was, like, really starting up, and then, unfortunately, he got hurt. Um, He must be pretty jealous. (laughs) It's funny, but I feel bad for him, but, yeah, he might be. Yeah. Um, What else? We already kind of mentioned this already. Women's Tag Team Championship match. Um, I I agree. If it's Charlotte, they're going to win the belt. If it's Rhea Ripley, I can maybe see them winning the belt. I can see if... 
if whoever, if it's one of those people, I can see them winning the belt simply. So then it's like one of those like cheesy, not cheesy, but one of those storylines that they've done where it's like, you know, to contend there is champions with the champion, kind of like what they've done mm. with like Shawn Michaels and John Cena, what they've done with like, I feel like they did this with John Cena and Batista. I think that was a thing too. I'm pretty sure like this has happened before. Oh yeah. Miz and John Cena. I feel like it's always John Cena and somebody when he's the champ or some shit like that, they win the tag team goal just ready to turn on each other at some point. So if it's one of those two people, then yeah, it works out. If it's none of those people, then Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are probably going to win. It would be dope. What if like out of left field, Kyrie Sane comes back? That would be fire. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be cool as hell. Yeah, you know, like for one night, just to see her, just to see her back with Oscar, just have uh, the banter for one night only. Or if, if she just can't decide, hey, no, I just want to break and comes back, I'll be pretty dope. I'll, I'll be here for it. Yeah. Um, other tag team title on the line, we got uh, the New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods versus Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin. I think they're going to give it to the Hurt Business. At this point, they've done it so much and they've had them run it back already like so many times throughout this last month they just should give it to the hurt business and then also the hurt business has basically all the gold and all they need is like mvp to have something yeah i, I get to her business too like i i, I don't even know why new they even won the titles back when they when they first got back that whenever that was but uh i think this is that always had good matches i think it's gonna be a good match again i think it's time for her business to be dripping in gold i, I say go the further the extra mile let Bobby give MVP the title, the, the United States, and then give Bobby actually the WWE championship. That's all I really want. I don't understand why he has not ever held that title. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, like, he should have, like, when he had that early match with Drew a while back, I honestly wanted Bobby to win. I didn't even care if Drew lost the title that quick because I like Bobby's a star, and then, you know, he deserves to be champion. Yeah, I mean. Her business deserves to be champion. Like, it's true. Like, the Hurt Business is probably, besides, I've been a big fan of Team Taz lately on AEW, but the best faction to come out of 2020 has definitely been the Hurt Business. And probably one of the best returns, minus, like, you know, Edge is MVP, because look at what he's done, not only for himself, but he's boosted all their fucking careers. Like, fucking last year or some shit like that, Bobby Lashley's gimmick was he would show his ass to people and touch it. Like, (laughs) that was ridiculous. And this man, like, everyone kept saying how cool would it be to get Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, we didn't get it, but if Bobby Lashley's a champ, we could still fucking get that, and that would be dope. Yeah. But, yeah, he should get a world title. Um, Then we got Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend, versus Randy Orton. I think it's just a regular match. I don't think they have any special gimmick with that. Um, I saw last Friday, I didn't see it, but I just saw that, you know, Randy tried to burn Bray Wyatt alive in a casket and then the fiend came and like shoved his hand down him and shit like that. Yeah. Um I don't know what to expect from this. I'm gonna go with Fiend because I don't know why. WWE and the me there the Fiend and I, like I used to really like the Fiend and I won't like him that much. The world the universal title was weird on him and then like that Bray feud kinda really made me think like what are they doing here? They got such a good thing and they're kinda fucking it up. The thing with Randy lately has kind of been interesting, but I just don't know what they're going to do anymore. I hope this is going to have to be something they're going to need to extend a little bit more than just TLC. Like, this is going to need to go into the Royal Rumble and possibly whatever pay-per-views after that if it's Elimination Chamber. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm interested at the least. I don't know what, but I'm interested. 
Yeah, it's. I wasn't interested in this rivalry up until Raw last time when Randy put the casket on the the box on fire and then Fiend broke out of it. That that was that was a cool. Like, see, I like Fiend in these situations. Like, when it's like a nice mixture between Funhouse Bray and then Fiend Bray, and then like he doing the supernatural stuff. But whenever you get this command a championship, things just seem to just go like haywire. Uh, and like it like like his whole feud with Braun was horrible. Um, but this Randy, Randy seems to be in like a good spot right now where he wants to bring out the best of himself and his opponent. And it seems like he's really into these long-term storytelling matches. So I think this might go on for a little longer because, you know, his whole edge feud lasted a year at this point. Drew lasted way too long. And I think with Bray, this could easily go, like, like you said, this could go up until like at least Elimination Chamber. And then from there, set them off to do some, whatever, something else. Yeah, hopefully by then... Edge will be back, and they could have their match, uh, Randy and him, at uh, WrestleMania. So, yeah, this could be interesting where, t- where this can turn out to. I think those are the only matches that are officially announced on the card. I'm pretty sure on Friday they're going to announce Street Profits versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I think the Street Profits are going to win it, which I'm excited for for them, but I, I kind of want Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to uh, win the belt just because if anyone who's suffered so much since coming out of Impact... <laughs> it's been Robert Roode. My man Bobby Roode was on the top of his game and impact, was pretty solid at NXT, and then they did nothing with him when he came to the main roster. He had the United States Championship, and that's all I can fucking say. Yeah, I, I don't know why I don't like him. Like, I, I, like, this is, I think he's pretty cool. I, I like Bobby. I, he always reminds me of... Uh, I don't know why. Triple always, H. Yeah, he reminds me of, Maybe that's why I don't like him. Maybe Triple H... Maybe Hunter is just threatening, threatening yeah, by him. Yeah, he's threatened by know. him. <laughs> <laughs> he's always this guy. Because, like, think about, like, one of my favorite things when I got into Impact Wrestling back in the day was Bobby Roode being one of the best heels during that time. Like, he was really fucking good back then. And to think, you know, they could be using him a lot better now. And they have him with Dolph. And you know what? I'm like, you know what? That's a good enough thing to be like. It's not beer money, but it's better than nothing. It's better not having him on TV, which was, like, a problem he had for a bit. So, if they give him the belt, you know what? At least he has gold. At least he has something to do because this is a guy that should be in the main event roster, I would say. If I would edit that list that the writers had, they got to put Robert <laughs> Root on there. Because, like, yeah. the dude was your NXT champion, and he's a pretty solid one at that, too. So, they're just wasting a good opportunity in having these stars. And that's the thing, like... I feel like it's because motherfucker Vince doesn't give a shit about Impact and TNA, even back when they were bigger than they were now. So it makes sense that, like, he gets their stars and doesn't know what to fucking do with them on the main roster. I feel like Triple H it comes off smart enough that once given the main roster, he'll probably do some good changes. He'll at least put the right people in the good in the pace, places they should be at, I would say. Yeah, I hope, I hope he does. Because like, so, so... Uh, did you, did you see that report? Uh, that um, Bruce Pritchard basically like buries the way NXT trains the talents to Vince, and kind of like basically, pretty much I guess basically say that NXT trains the wrestlers wrong, horrible. Like in the NXT way. trains the wrestlers wrong. Yeah. Oh, and, no, and, and, and then you know Bruce is probably like they say he's like one of like the top guys now, and then in, in, in uh. And they and this is actually gonna listen to him. And it's kind of stupid that Vince listens to him over Triple H, who is the person in charge of this stuff and is like helping you 
set your com- your company for future for success. And this, this guy's like kind of like blind to what Twitch is doing. It doesn't like sound. I think he doesn't even support NXT at this point. Yeah, I mean, isn't it crazy? Because this got reported like within the last week that Keith Lee got sent down to the yeah. performance center because like Vince <laughs> apparently doesn't like the way he works. Like, what in the world is that? Like, it, it makes sense because like during like you know house shows and shit like that that's a great time for wrestlers to continue to perfect their craft and shit like that so because they don't have house shows it makes sense that they'll probably send somebody down they can just get more training throughout the week but keith lee was is a fucking monster and was pretty and pretty amazing for what he can do for his size and his age so i don't know it's if that's the report that's going around about bruce pritchard then Probably he don't know what the fuck's going down there. He probably just heard some shit, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to tell Vince this, because I don't know. And I like Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, I, I like them too, until he want to start, start, uh, we know, we know those people, whenever power gets to your head, they'll start saying some crazy things, and I think he just wanted them. Yeah. Well, that's TLC. Let's see what we get this Sunday. Hopefully it's a good one, and hopefully it'll be good enough to talk about on this next week's episode of the pod. <laughs> um, well, thanks again, as always, Quade. Like always, thank you for having me. All right, that was episode 32 of Project Kayfabe. Uh, thank you guys so much, as always, for tuning in and checking us out. I hope you like our uh, our takes on some of these things involving wrestling, I guess. Uh, that's the best way to put it. I don't know what else to say. Um, if you guys have any takes, feel free to let us know. We got social media. Hit it up at Project underscore Kayfabe on Twitter and Instagram. Those are our biggest platforms that we're trying to put stuff on. Then you can hit us on uh, TikTok. We're going to be making videos soon. Just I need to figure out what to do. Uh, If anyone has ideas, that would be great. I don't know. Maybe I'll follow the regular trends, or maybe I'll make a dance, or I don't know. we figure it out. We'll figure it out. But uh, thanks, guys, (laughs) so much. And uh, it's been a great time. Come back on Friday for a one-shot episode hosted... uh, only by myself i won't have a guest i don't know what i'm gonna do yet it should be interesting enough to say the least if you haven't already listened to the other one shot episodes i've only done two others last week's one shot was how it's been to have a podcast so far and uh two weeks before that i did a one shot on what made me love professional wrestling so very interested to see what i'm gonna come up with for uh for this friday's episode so tune into that with all that being said thank you love you all Peace out, people.